Hi, welcome back to the I Am Certain That This Is A Podcast podcast. I am Mark Paul Freeman, and I'm here once again with Dan Volgado. Hello. And Anna Paul Freeman. Hello. This is song number four on Anna's new album, Certain. Um, Today we're going to be talking about the track, I Believe. Um, So this is a different song from the last one. This... uh, I, th- I feel like at this point in the album, things take a slight turn. Uh, you know, maybe maybe just musically initially, but also in, you know, content and depth. Um, but yeah, as always, we'll kind of talk through the, just where the song came from and what inspired it and how that kind of fleshed itself out. Um, you know, where it sits in the album, things like that. But I guess, you know, there's not, there's not a whole lot you can hide in this song. Uh, you, even just from the opening piano line, like it's, it just sounds sad. And I remember like, even, you know, that intro when Dan, when you first heard this, I remember Anna playing through some songs in our living room and we were kind of going over like, Hey, which ones do you like? What do you resonate with? Um, and I'm pretty sure, like, you heard that first line, and you were just like, "Oh, like, <laughs> oh," we just like bowed your head, and we're like, "I don't, you know, I'm ready for this, like, whatever this is." Um, so yeah, Anna, like, what came first here? Like, did you have an idea for, you know, a lot of times you probably write lyrics um, first, and you have kind of a song idea, and then eventually you'll kind of start fleshing that out but like what where did this song come from yeah I did start with the lyrics for this one I wrote this one down I mean it sounds I don't know if it sounds cheesy but I I think I've mentioned before in the past that I often I struggle with the dichotomy of um when you put music out there like I um you get dolled up for a photo shoot right you put your makeup on you or you get a music video done and you and you look all like um, put together. But when I write these songs, this one specifically, um, I usually have like mascara and tears and snot like coming <laughs> down my face. I'm in my jammies on my couch. Like there's very little um, that's put together in the moments that I write them. And so sometimes I struggle even with the, um, feels so different, the packaging of music as to when I wrote the song and where I was at. In, mm-hmm. in that moment, um, this song I wrote, it's my first song that I wrote after my EP. And I think um, in my EP and and writing songs in that, I discovered for the first time the ability to tell the full truth of what I really believe and what I really struggle with um, without trying to put like a neat and tidy Band-Aid or, or package it up somehow to make it feel more palatable. And so this song was um, kind of the first time I felt like I was walking into what I actually wanted to write about and what I wanted my songs to sound like. Um, so, I mean, every every verse in this song, every it's kind of this little trio, little nestled together, something that I believe, something that I struggle with, but yet I still believe. And and every single like the song follows that same kind of idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess there's two pieces to me. Um, the first one would be that I 
I don't know if we've talked yet because I don't remember if we've referenced it. Sorry, all of you listeners. <laughs> um, sometimes we talk about like Enneagram numbers. Anyways, I know Dan's all into the Enneagram. Um, I am an Enneagram too. So what that means is like I deeply, deeply feel uh, empathy for the people that I love. And and if there's one thing that makes me like not be able to get off the couch and not be able to cope in a day, it's the people that I deeply love uh, walking through something that to me feels terrible, heavy, brutal, something like that. I can't, I like cannot keep going. And so in a lot of senses, the the words of the song are about that, walking through and watching the people around me that I love, family, friends, um, and seeing just how gnarly life can really be. And how is that just? And so it starts to make me ask questions of like, okay, I don't personally struggle with the idea of whether or not God exists. I I believe God exists. I've never struggled with that. Um, I have struggled with how can God be good? How can I look around me and see what I see? And how can God be good? And so a lot of the questions in this song, they're all directed toward God. I believe you can change it. You know, I I don't know why I can't hear what you're saying, but I believe in praying. It's all it's all a prayer. It's towards Jesus. But it's asking some pretty bold questions and bringing up some I don't know. Some would say like sacrilegious types of ideas, um which to me kind of brings up the second point that I was going to say that I often feel in this culture, so we are in Seattle, that's where we reside, the culture we're in, um, there's a lot of like uh, deconstructionism, I would say, in the culture within faith. Some of that I think is good. Some of that I probably think is not good. Um, I would say not good. But anyways, I feel like it's I... complex. It's complex. There we go. Yeah. I feel like I am often um, right in the middle of two camps of people where I think I have the ability to ask questions and I struggle more than a lot of people that are inside the church, but yet I have a lot of faith and belief uh, more than people who are outside of the church. Right. And so trying to find that tension is, I think, what the lyrics a lot of this song are about. And at the end of the day, what the verses are is just, Jesus, come, like, I don't know how to fix this. I can't fix it. I don't know what to do. It's messy and it's brutal. But like that line that says, prove wrong all my fears. For me, I love that line because it feels strong. I'm like, all right, Jesus. I don't even know if I believe you can do it, but like prove me wrong. Come on. Because it's not based on my faith. Whatever's going to happen here because I don't think I have a lot of it sometimes. And um, just trying to ask at the end of the day, like, if you don't know anything else what to do, will you just come, Jesus? Like, that's that's all I can really ask. So I think there's a bit of that tension that I put in on purpose. Um, yeah, yeah. of faith and doubt or, um, yeah, how much, how many questions can you ask inside of the church? Is that okay? And also, if you're, what about the people who are outside of the church? Is it okay to encourage like, 
I really actually still do believe this. I do believe. I believe that Jesus is real, and I believe that he came that we may have life, and we will have it to the fullest. You know, that tension is, is it's hard. Yeah, and well, and that seems to be, that seems to be a theme that goes throughout a lot of these songs, and kind of where I feel like you sit even genre, air <laughs> quote, wise. It's kind of like this, there's no good spot to put the music, because it kind of from a content perspective, blurs those lines. What would you call um, it genre-wise? What playlist? The, like... Be uh, honest, Mark. Be honest. Oh, I don't know. Well, Christian, it's funny. but, like, kind of dowdy, but, like, not super dowdy. <laughs> but, like, still... I'm still in. A little but hazy. I'm less in than some of, the, some of my church friends. Do you like that one? Mm-hmm. Pun intended, a little hazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, nice. A little nod. I'm just... The, my dad jokes are coming in strong. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the, this, this song and others and others on the album are um, trying to be as honest as possible within the experience of any person and their beliefs and what they experience in life and how they connect that to their faith in God or lack thereof. Um, and and I think that these songs and not everyone, but like a lot of this album is you kind of just processing not from a quote unquote Christian music place, but just a here is like me as a person who believes in God and, and sees things in the world and struggles with certain pieces of that, trying to make sense of it all. And this song, I think, is like more of a lament and kind of where you're left at the end is that place of humility just saying i just need you to like show up and present yourself because i don't know what else to ask for which i think is a pretty healthy thing to say but (laughs) um but it's a deep like i'm exhausted i don't really know where else to go um daniel what are your thoughts on the song um i have been sitting here Collecting all my thoughts um, since we listened to the song, because we listened to the song first, just to, uh, behind the scenes, sneak peek, you know, listen to the song first. You're about to listen to the song. Um, uh, so I'm gonna, I can I just be like fully honest? Is that okay? Is this what this podcast is about? I'm certain that I can be fully honest on this podcast. Podcast, podcast. Um, I re- like, am very hesitant to work on records that are like heavily faith-based because it it's gonna ask a lot of me in the way that i know that i need to make it if that makes sense meaning like i i really so i would consider myself somebody who does believe and is like trying to follow in the way of jesus and I like really freaking struggle with this stuff every day because, and it's not so much like I don't necessarily struggle with the concepts that Jesus is presenting us with, or like the idea of like following him in those things. It's, I have all this other baggage (laughs) stuff that is uh, like, I know is a legitimate thing that is like clouding my vision to just like see like this clear line of like, Oh, 
here's who I am in all of my like frailty. And then here's who Jesus is. And then that's what I'm presented with like following that. Like that's not so much the struggle, but I know that there's like this giant thing that stands in between that. And so for me, when I, whenever I'm like invited to working in a like faith space record, it like, if I'm going to do it, honestly, it's going to beg a lot of questions of me. And I, and that makes me like, it's something that I like both want to invite, but I, it also like terrifies me because I don't want to just do it for the money or whatever, you know? Um, and I don't think, yeah. Yeah. There's just like a lot there for me where it's like, there is a whole industry built on this thing. You know what I mean? That we're doing. And, and so like, um, if I'm going to participate in that, like I want to do it in a way that feels deeply honoring to myself and the community and the like faith that we believe in. And so I think if I'm not mistaken, I'm actually really thankful that you brought that thing up about how I perceived the song when I first heard it, because I think I was feeling the, I think if I'm not mistaken, this may have been one of the first songs I listened to on in the folder that you sent. Yeah, well, we pl- I did play this one at our show that we had had right so th- the that's EP release it was. show. Yeah, so yeah. I had already written it, and I remember you. I think I played it for you first, and you were like, "Okay, yes, let's let's go with this right. type yeah, of song." Yeah, totally. Because I think for me, like the like quote Christian world is so saturated with songs that are so definitively. Uh, I hate this is gonna sound redundant, but it's like so definitively definitively defined, mm. like. This is what I believe. Yep. This is what is biblical. This is X, you know, and it's just like it's a cyclical thing that you're just like, yeah, I freaking know all this stuff. Yeah. But I'm also having a very human experience that includes depression, that includes anxiety, that includes trauma, that includes culture and mm-hmm. race, it includes all these different things. And those things aren't outside of those things aren't outside of my faith. My faith actually when I when I'm engaging in it in the most healthy way is actually inviting all of those things to the table. Yep. And I think that was the, the, the thing for me that I feel like this song continues to do. Cause I tend to go back to this record when I'm laying in bed and I just have AirPods in and I put it in hmm. is like, I feel like it strikes the tension really, really well. And, and I remember like, I don't know if it was between playing the song in your backyard or hearing the demo or whatever, but I, at some point, I just remember the song feeling like this song is actually like, not just like a record I'm working on, but this is actually like really important to me as a human being mm-hmm. to work on this and to like part, like actually like take in the lyrics and to, to reaffirm to myself, like I actually do believe in this despite all the like. I want to cuss, but I'm not going to cuss all the like crap. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Beep. Just beep it out. Uh, But that like, you know, I I, like was talking to Meg, my wife about this, this week. Like the funny thing about deconstruction is that like church is supposed to be the safest place for anyone who's deconstructing. Sure. For sure. You know what I mean? And I think that that is the thing that I feel like, I feel like embarrassed by the tradition that I'm a part of that has like excluded people mm. for so many years just because they had questions. And it's like, that's the basic fundamental reality of being a human is you have questions <laughs> and what other space are you going to ask those questions 
and be in safety and community and know that you can still go take communion than the church. And, and it's like to lose that feels like you lose everything. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, that's how like we have cults and that's how we have all these like dynamics that are really unhealthy for human living. So I don't know. I just, I feel really thankful for this song. I think I feel really thankful for you, like taking the like risk to write yeah. it because although in some ways, like it, it doesn't feel that risky when you're listening to the lyrics because you're like, Oh, this is just like, this is just, it's kind of what, what I feel like too. Yeah. This yeah. is just what living is. And I think like, it's so obvious when you read like the Psalms and you read so many other texts in, in the Bible that are like, Oh yeah, duh, this is human experience. But I think, the culture in which like we are a part yeah. of doesn't give voice to those feelings. And I'm so sorry. Which, I'm on a really long rant right now. Well, no, and but, it's, I agree. And it's disappointing that we've gotten away from things like the Psalms. Right? Yeah, totally. That are like pouring out just emotion and honest, you know, like just, just, just vocalizing these struggles that people have with yeah. their life, with God, mm-hmm. with, not understanding um and so i think that this song really is kind of like that it's like a psalm that doesn't fully resolve it's trying to put trust and kind of this foundation of like this requires some faith and i'm gonna i'm going to adhere to that but there's still a lot of empty there's uh or unanswered questions i should say yeah and i think like the two things that came to mind as you were talking was like the funny thing is like it's crazy to me that it it actually feels like the faith spaces are for some reason becoming less human because we feel like we have to adhere like it's almost like it's funny when you were talking about um earlier you were talking about you feel caught in the in between the two spaces right like there's like the the people who have a lot of faith and people who are like really struggling with faith and you're kind of caught in the middle, like in a lot of ways that story has been politicized. And so because of that, like, it's like, we feel like we have to pick one or the other. It's like you, you're either in or you're, you're all in or Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that that is like really, really tragic because we're all experiencing life in so many different ways. And we all have stories that we're coming in with and stories that we're living out of. But yeah, it's it's just wild to me because I think the thing that and this is the second thing I was thinking of the song this song for me kind of like I felt like it invigorated the what I feel like faith means to me which is like the possibility of like God actually being in our world and not even just that he's in our world but that it's like actually his world and he's inviting us to like be alive in that world and I think that is where if yeah i don't know just i'm gonna stop ranting but this song just like really means a lot to me so yeah and it's something i guess what you both were kind of touching on it's something that's really important to me that within the church because i i work for a church right i'm a worship director like i and i care about it every single sunday that i put a worship set together or that i like it, it matters to me that the church and not just like my little local church but we have to know that God is big enough for our questions. Because if we think that the only space that's big enough for our questions is outside of the church, then as soon as you start having questions, you're going to think you have to leave. But like, 
it's which God. is dehumanization. Yeah, it's yeah. it's God. He yeah. created us, and he, of course, He knows our questions. Like He He knows our heart. He knows all the things, and and there's nothing that we can do that's going to offend God or affront Him in the way that I think Christians are often offended and affronted. And I right. think that it's right. important. And it to me, it's like it matters that there's space within Christianity for people to be able to be a mess and to be like kind of what you were mentioning, Dan, like there's a sliding scale of where we're all at because life is messy and you can't be either in or you're out. I mean, there is a certain bit within Christianity of like, do you believe or do you not believe? But even within belief, there there's a lot of gray area there. And and for that to just be okay and to understand that like God's big enough, he's got it. And for there to be some kindness and gentleness <laughs> amongst the people <laughs> to just understand like we all have our own stories and we're all just walking along. And even for me, like I had such, such strong black and white faith until some pretty extreme like traumatic grief things happened in my life. And then all of a sudden the black and white felt a lot more gray than I wanted it to be. But it, I'm, I don't know. I'm thankful that for us, like we're at a church that has a lot of space to where you can be messy and the pastor say, yeah, I am too. And then that's it. You know, that's all we need to say. <laughs> but not everybody's like that. Not everybody has that church or that story. Yeah. yeah. But at least like the naming of what is in your experience is present. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think that that's the, that's the beautiful part. But I also think like at the same time, it's like to just kind of like challenge thought. I feel like if we're in spaces where the, the, <laughs> the like trust to doubt isn't there, it's like, man, a like just slight overview of the Old Testament. You know what I mean? Even just going mm-hmm. to the first few chapters or first few books of the Bible, it's like mm-hmm. it's filled with like, really insane human messiness oh it's gnarly and if you think you just get to the new testament all of a sudden you're like oh well jesus resurrected and now we're fine you know like we're in the upper room it's like that's not reality that's not that's it you're you're seeing a glimpse into what is reality but that's not the full story it's not the story of the bible it's the story of maybe current christian culture right but it's not the story of the bible and that's been very freeing for me to when you read scripture it is filled with like gnarly messiness and God is still entering in and he's still working. And when you think like, oh my gosh, he did what? Or whatever, especially the Old Testament. And God keeps working and he keeps coming and he keeps entering in. And I, Mm. yeah. Yeah. Reality is a good thing. Reality is a very good thing. Okay, so what about the what about the music then to go along? I mean, this is a it, it's a big it's a big subject. It's a lot of I like the word bold and like uh, I think you said bravery. Like around it is a it's a song that has some weight to it. So you know what about 
the music needed to match that and where were you wanting to go with the sound of it? Yeah, I mean, so I think we mentioned in the last episode that that song was two chords for the entire song. This song's also two chords, <laughs> but they're both dark chords. They're both minor chords. So for the one music nerd that's listening... It's the two chord and the three chord. This over song, and actually, over and over. it no, we changed it in the bridge. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. It keeps go. It keeps walking up. Oh, but that's just oh, the bottom just note. Yeah. It's ju- it's still walk up. It it's does there. Technically it's there. happen. It's there. Yeah, but anyways, it's just a. Um, I think I loved how tensiony these two chords are, and so I just kind of went with it. Tensiony. And I will say that. We mentioned this in the last episode. This song is very um, ad-libby. So it feels the best. Like we've played this live a couple of times. Um, the three of us plus Mike who played bass on this. And it just feels good. It's like I remember, it's the whole concept of the blues. Like you play the blues and you play a sad song and at the end of it, it feels like you got it out. Like it feels like, yes. I've worked it out. I, I, I've I played it. And it's a very f- satisfying song to play because you can play every single time I play the song, it's very different. So the one that's on the album is one, one of the versions. <laughs> yes, of like how I play the yeah, song. And totally. every time we play it, it will be different. But that's the point of it. It's just like trying to be an authentic, raw kind of take of somebody just working i remember my dad used to say so i grew up in a family of four all of us played piano and my dad would say that he could he could tell who was playing piano just by listening so he'd be in his office or something and he'd listen and see like he could tell the difference of our tones right this is like when we're in our teens and we we have started to develop how we play piano and he would say he could tell by the way we played whether or not that was something to walk out into where the piano was because it was right next to the kitchen. Like if he wanted to go in the fridge or like we were working through some stuff and he needed to like, let us be. And I think about that. Like for me, that's what piano is. Like sometimes I'm just working stuff out. And I think that that's what the song feels like. It just feels like a very, um, yeah. we're just working it out as we're playing it. And if that big bridge needs to go on, twice as long as it does on the album one time, it will keep going, you know? And that's just a part of it. So I like that. Mm-hmm. Leave room for the for the feelings and the vibes. Yeah. Well, and it, you know, it does, it's another song that builds from something relatively sparse in the beginning. Yeah, the drums um, don't even come in till the second chorus. That's what I was going to ask yeah. is what led to, I mean, because I think we debated that some of like, okay, v- verse one will just be piano. And then uh, what happens for verse two? And nothing really changes. Nothing. Yep. Um, so I don't know. I mean, like, we're, I don't know between the two of you, like what what the thought process was for where to add certain things and kind of when to change the song. Cause in this one, there's a couple others on the album like this, but like in this one, it's almost like a first and a second half that are like different, you know? Um, Well, this was one of the ones like um, that we recorded live. So bass and drums, like they were recorded at the same time. Um, 
and we didn't even ever record stuff for any previous verses. I think just like right away, it was like, no, we're just going to like keep the beginning very, um, I think all along Dan and I had talked about like the, the lyrics are heavy. This, this album, a lot of the songs are sad and I didn't want to fight against that or make it more snappy or something than it needed to be. So how can we honor kind of the point of the song? But then, um, I can't remember at what point I, this part where it's, it just goes into a more like come Jesus. And you, you know, you just sing that over and over again. It, it's the part for me, like when you're um, working through something and you're kind of crying and you're kind of processing. And then at some point you just start actually crying and like you start sobbing and it, your heart kind of breaks open. And to me, that's when the drums come in. Like, that's what that's what's happening. And that's why there's not a lot of lyrics. It's not very, it's just playing and, you know, the music happening. Because at some point, you don't have any words left. You said your piece, and you're just kind of feeling it now. And that that's what that part of the song is. Mm. I don't, I, I have very little recollection of, like, making decisions for this song. Hmm. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. felt like it just kind of like sort of happened. Yeah. And I I think that's kind of cool to remember it that way. You know, like. I don't think there was big like, you know, disagreements yeah, or anything yeah. about this one. I think we, we both kind of We had that the on same. some other ones. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to those. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely get there. The big blow up. No, I'm just kidding. See episode eight. That was the one. That was that the was one. That was the one. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll definitely get there. That'll be a good story to tell. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I, I yeah, totally. I'm just thankful for this one. Yeah, and I I do there was some time where we were trying to get more instruments to be played live together and a bit of that worked out and some of it didn't, but um I I really enjoyed playing drums on this as well as playing with Mike at the same time cuz it just felt like, I mean, we have only played together like two times, but it just felt like it worked. <laughs> um, and I think this one was probably like the most fun to just kind of like go big and improvise uh, and and make it feel like, like you're, you know, kind of gut-wrenching and just kind of going for it and being free and and loose with it because I think it, it played through in the way that the piano kind of just goes into more ad libs. You're just kind of like shouting the lyrics almost at that point. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a really impactful song. This to me kind of actually like in some sort of like odd alternative universe kind of feels like the counterpart to toss to and fro. Oh, interesting Hmm. for the two of you that know that reference look up my ep it's a smash hit tops toss to and fro it feels like that they kind of like go together in some interesting way you mean in kind of like that like we're just gonna go big here and just like not even just musically just like there's something about the like the nature of the two songs that, Hmm. that feels like they're connected somehow they're like siblings that's interesting. I think Tossed, I wonder if that was the last one I wrote on the EP. Mm. And then this is the first one I wrote after. So maybe they were written, yeah. you know, yeah. not well, that Well, Tossed long. is the last song on the record, isn't it? Yeah. It Which is. I think it was because I remember us working through the track listing and you had said that 
you the yeah, track were, listing was the order they are of yeah the when EP, you wrote them they're yeah. chronological oh, right. yeah yep. yeah that's really cool that's true so that that makes sense why they're similar yeah i don't know i this one was just it was fun i mean for a very i don't know some people are um what's that thing i learned like some people are i i am drawn towards melancholy other people are do not want to be around melancholy. For me, I'm like, yeah, bring it on. So um, this song to me is fun, whereas to maybe somebody else, it would be like, oh, this was a downer. But it just, it feels good to me when you are able to have the music sound like what the emotion that yeah. you were feeling at the time you wrote the song. Like, that's really hard to do. Yeah. And so even though to me, like maybe there's, other songs on the album that feel like, oh, whoa, that's a really interesting musical thing. And and this one to me, to me doesn't feel the most like cutting edge or new or whatever, but it just like, it actually like moves me emotionally every time I hear it still. Yeah. So. Which is, that's the most important part. I mean, I think we talked about this a few times of the songs weren't intended to be, you know, in some ways we look back on it or you you've said this, like, looking back on it and it's like oh, the last two episodes we've talked about two chord songs <laughs> and there's other ones that are you know just beyond that or yeah. um you know nothing intricate on parts or whatever but it's not always that type of music that needs to be put out to connect to mm-hmm. um and maybe one day you'll write different songs that are in a slightly ten chord song with a different sound or whatever, but like I need a bigger budget. But I do think <laughs> that the um, I do think that the cohesiveness around how these songs sound as a collective whole just like works together, and then maybe your next batch of songs will be a different thing. But the, but in this way, I think that this song really matches that spirit of like the emotion and like lyrical content kind of shining through yep. more than anything else. Um, I think it was just an enjoyable one. It was an honest take. Um, and yeah, I, I hope you're proud of it because I enjoyed it. Go listen to I Believe. Here's the whole song.
Hateful, but I believe that you're faithful. 